Hey everyone, welcome to the GFN Philly 215 Questions Podcast, the podcast where two guys ask what the one thing is for five different questions to a GFN Philly member. The two guys asking the questions are Bowen Nahr and myself, Jim Murphy. Hey, Bowen. Hey, Jimmy. We are pleased to welcome our guest, Harry Bickle, partner at the Precision Benefits Group. Hey, Harry. Welcome to the show. Hey, Jim. Hey, Bowen. Good to see you guys. Let's kick off the show. Question number one. What's the one thing from your story that's important for people to know? This was a good one, Jim. So for me, I'm a local boy in Philadelphia, grew up in East Falls. I think you know a couple of things about that neighborhood. And I think a lot of things as it relates to business, my parents instilled a work ethic for me at a very young age. I started delivering a very respectable and famous newspaper that you might know about called The Review at 11 years old. The biggest thing I took away from that was it taught me how to earn a dollar and always looking to buy things. And my parents instilled in me, if you want to buy things, you got to earn them. And I think that translated a lot into what I'm doing today. As Jim mentioned, I work for Precision Benefits Group or an employee benefits firm. No one ever dreams that they want to grow up and be in the insurance business. And a lot of people that I've met that are in this business, they always have a very interesting story on how they got started. I wanted to make my own business, so to speak, and have my own clients and the determination to grow and make it happen. I love that. Do you remember what the uh, the going rate was for an 11-year-old delivering the prestigious review? <laughs> I believe the newspaper at the time, I want to say it was like 50 cents or something like that. So it was a weekly newspaper. So then you had to go around once a month and make those collections. So not only were you a delivery boy, but you also got to practice your, your loan shark skills as well. Loan shark skills. Yep. And you kept, you kept all your collection in like a small notebook. I think starting young, understanding the value of a dollar, which was really the theme running through what you said, it changes people. It changes how you interact with life. It changes with what's important to you and how you spend your money and, and how you save your money. And, and you just, you see how different people in society and how our different upbringings impact how we interact financially with the world. So it's awesome that you got that lesson very early on. Hey, Harry. Well, I'm always happy when you have a fellow Falzer on the podcast. I, I also uh, delivered the same newspaper as you did. And yeah, my route was Bowman Street, Bucks, and then down back on Indian Queen Lane. I had a total of 21 clients. So Yeah, I always I always coordinated around Eagles games. So people would invite you in while you're collecting and you spend, you know, five, 10 minutes. Kind of goes into, you know, building relationships and that kind of thing. And going the extra mile, I remember the biggest thing, a lot of older clientele, and they're like, oh, can you put it in the mailbox? So you'd have to wrap it up and put it in the mailbox. But when you did that, you got rewarded because you would get like an extra buck or something like that. One time, I remember Erica's siblings also delivered a newspaper, but in East Falls, it's a very small contained area. I went to do my brother-in-law's newspaper route one time. There was like 85 papers. He was on like <laughs> 17 different blocks. They had a wagon. I'm like, what is going on here? Never again. I'm like, Welcome to our specialty podcast about delivering newspapers in hey, East Falls. Gotta get your start somewhere. Question number two. What's the one inspirational quote that you would share with the listeners? Good things happen to those that hustle by Anise Nin. I've had this quote hanging at my desk for 12 years. I think this is true to business and anything that you're doing. So if you're out there getting it, grinding things, you're going to get rewarded because being in sales and especially, you know, in this business for over 12 years, you get told no a whole heck of a lot. It goes very much along the lines of luck is when opportunity meets perseverance and preparedness, right? Like if you're, if you're ready and you keep on doing it and then the timing works out and everyone's like, oh, you got lucky. It's like, well, yeah, because I was working my butt off to make sure I would quote unquote get lucky. Exactly. It's amazing how many lucky people I know are also the hardest working people I know. 
it just resonates with other people is you're putting the work in. I think that always comes through. So I, I think that's a great quote to live by. Rapid fire. Five questions. What's your one book? My one book is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. What's your one album? This was a tough question for me. I'm a big music uh, person. I like, I like to listen to a lot of different things. So right now that I've been playing a ton as I just came back from going to this concert, Pearl Jam 10. What's your one vacation destination? Costa Rica, Haco Beach. What's your one TV series? Sopranos. And what's your one movie? Shawshank Redemption. You've got a real, uh, real undertone of, uh, of crime there with Shawshank and then Sopranos. Yeah, Sopranos is one of those series where it's just, you can't just watch one episode. It's like you watch the whole season. I always tell people, I tell everyone I meet, in fact, that, that reading Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People and then the sequel, How to Stop Wearing and Start Living, are two of the most influential books in my life. I think I wouldn't have moved to Colorado had it not been for the, for the second book right there. And every time I'm on a ski lift with a young person, I always say the same thing. I, I don't care what you want to be when you grow up. Read How to Win Friends and Influence People because it will help you in becoming a successful person. The one thing I always take away from that book is you always try to put yourself in that, that person's shoes where you try and think in, in terms of that other person's you know, point of view. The early 30s, this thing was written. I mean, a lot of this stuff today is still, still relevant. Well, circling back to your book, Harry, I, th I think there's also a good lesson in there. And I think, it, like you mentioned, it really talks about empathizing and seeing the perspective of the other person that you're dealing with. And there's a great story in there about a father sitting next to his child as they're sleeping. And he's basically apologizing for treating him in a certain way as if they were equals in the same age, but then realizing, hey, I'm dealing with, you know, a younger person that's nine years old and they didn't know so much. And this person's looking up to me. And, you know, as a parent, um, you know, I've been in those situations and it's like, come on, you're much older and you're supposed to be wiser than your children. So you should really know this stuff going into it. It just hits on a deeper level. Pearl Jam, we all know, is a, is a great band. Coming from Philly, is it worth the commute to Camden? Because we all know Camden's a miserable commute back after any concert. Since my time in East Falls, I'm now a Cherry Hill guy. It's actually very easy to get out of there. But a lot of, a lot of the folks that I talked to that I mentioned that I went to the Pearl Jam concert, they were stating that they were surprised that it was played in Camden because I guess they're trying to play into a lot of smaller venues now. For as, as long as those guys have been around, I mean, they really rocked that place. It was packed. Really good show. And then this is usually the part of the episode where uh, Jimmy chastises me for never having seen the movie Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> That's done. All right. I guess, uh, I guess many other comment was circling back to Costa Rica, which a book recommendation I would pass along to you it's called The Banana King. It talks about an immigrant that moved to America and he just takes over the entire fruit industry starting in the banana. It's just, it's just a fascinating story. Yeah, it's one of our favorite places. My, my wife and I, we originally got our start going there for our honeymoon. And then after that, we were just hooked. Staying but, in Haco, going to the, the Lava Rock Beach, and then heading down to Manuel Antonio, it's some of the best in the world. Question number four. What's the one charity or cause you would recommend to the listeners? I would say the American Cancer Society. I just think it's one of the most powerful ones out there, just due to the fact that, unfortunately, everyone's been, been touched by this terrible disease. And I really think they do a really nice job at promoting and finding ways to cure this disease, which hopefully will come to an end at some point. And I'll just give a shout out to Rich Durso. He just had his golf outing, doing a fantastic job with it. And he raised a lot of money and 
it's it's a really great cause. I can't argue with the American Cancer Society and and donating funds to it. They they spread the love for the money they bring in there, and cancer is still a devastatingly horrible thing that way too many people in the U.S. and abroad have to deal with on a daily basis. So the the more we can fund research to ultimately find a cure and to, to create care for the people that are already suffering is is hugely important. So good organization to shout out. Absolutely. And you're right. I think uh, Rich's Goth Outing is, is a great success. The uh, Real Men Wear Pink initiative, it's a great way to raise awareness. Uh, as Bella mentioned, it hits home too close too many times. And it's great to see people step up here and fight and find a way to end this miserable disease. So great recommendation, Harry. And the last question, what's your one tip for building a meaningful connection? There's several things. Just randomly touching base with people, whether it's work-related or just personally related, goes a long way. Meetups for coffee, lunch, playing golf. Spending four hours with someone on the golf course is really a great way to spend some time with someone. Um, but one thing that we've been doing recently, even if you just grab dinner, I think it takes you a little bit more out of your element. You're not in that work mode or zone when you're just meeting for like a coffee or a lunch kind of thing really building a relationship with someone because a lot of the conversation is around stuff that might not talk about on your normal work calls or that kind of thing. You know, nothing takes away from in-person meetings. I keep telling Jimmy that he should see if Patriot will let him uh, expense a studio so we can do these things in person, Harry. But, you know, I just, I don't think he's, he's barked it up the chain yet, <laughs> even though he's the, uh, he's the top finance guy. That'd be there. nice. I'm in for that. You make a really great point there, which is you need to put in effort, right? You need to you need to try in order to maintain a relationship, particularly nowadays, right? Where it's just so easy to stick to virtual or just shoot a text. And the text is great, but it's really getting out for that coffee, getting four hours on the golf course. I just started golfing two months ago, so I'm, I'm good for 90 minutes on a par three. Uh, that's about the max <laughs> for me. But yeah, you get investing time is what really matters in order to build those relationships. And as you pointed out, the more time you get together, the more people will become vulnerable and you can find out intimate information that makes you closer and more connected. So yeah. I think it's a really good piece of advice there. Knowing your audience, I think what I came across from your comment was just having that the optionality of switching from different things based on what the needs are or availability of who you're trying to meet with. And I think that also comes across as you know someone that cares. Variety in your arsenal of uh, connection points. <laughs> well, Harry, thanks again for joining us here on the GFN Philly 215 Questions Podcast. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the time.